There are, I'm, I mean, there are creatures in America that can kill you. Like me. Like like Nick Dawkins. <laughs> Don't let Nick run into you. We have Ayers Rock back home, Uluru, and uh, it's like a big rock, big red rock in the middle of the country. He was so excited to tell me when he... Yeah, like, this was ridiculous, was, actually. He's I was like, so pumped. We got this big rock. Like, we always visit this big rock. <laughs> People come and, like, they come to this rock, and it's amazing, and, and all that rock. It's <laughs> <amazing>. <laughs> everybody big news coming out of the lion's den podcast we officially have our own merch that we're getting ready to put out make sure to go cop yours link is in the description below these proceeds help us produce this podcast bring on a-list guests and these proceeds also help penn state nil as a whole go get yours and tag us on social media we'll give you a shout out on the pod looking forward to seeing you wearing the lion's den merch exclusively what's going on y'all welcome to episode whatever because we're back <laughs> look let's address this right now Student athletes, at the end of the day, we try to be, come on here and be, you know, as transparent with y'all as possible. Mm-hmm. And the reality of it is we are student athletes and life gets in the way, school gets in the way, football gets in the way. So we try to get content out as much as we can, but sometimes our schedules get in the way. So we'll just address that. More importantly, let's get to the most important part of it. We got Riley Thompson from Melbourne, Australia, the main man, the man of the hour. Also, my beautiful, ugly co-host, Aeneas Hawkins and Jerry Cross. <laughs> but Riley, let's get right into the thick of it. Coming from Australia. Went to FAU, we're in Florida for a little bit. First taste of America, now to Penn State. How's it been? How's the process? It's been pretty weird. Uh, I'm not going to lie. Like, I came over five days before fall camp and mm-hmm. went straight into that. And it was just a whirlwind. I was actually telling this story to someone the other day. I was like, they, they it was the first practice Friday night. I was like, I was crapping myself. Like, I was, <laughs> I was so scared. I had no idea what to expect. Comes up to punt period. They're like, all right, you're just going to go over with the shield, like, work with the shield and like just work it out with them like get used to it all and I was literally looked at my special teams coach and I said what is a shield and he looked back and went like this kid has no idea so yeah it's definitely was like it was a lot to get used to it I didn't know a whole lot about the game Um, so I've slowly learned and I feel like I'm getting a lot better now but yeah it was definitely a crazy transition and you want to explain to the people what the shield is and maybe who's on the shield and who your favorite people on the shield yeah this is actually kind of crazy I just uh, yeah went and bought a bunch of snacks for the shield members uh, like it's that. Theo, Ty Warren, and the big dork over here. They're my protectors when I punt. Um, yeah, it's a rough job. They've got guys just screaming at them from the front line. So it's a pretty rough gig, and I, I do really appreciate what you guys do, especially because it's a, it's a tough task. Um, and keep me safe. So, no, it was a big time. I hope you enjoyed the candy that I, yeah. I got oh, for you. We got imported precious goods coming over from overseas, <laughs> but we got to protect that, man. I, I don't take that you job lightly. You got the snacks from Australia for them? Yeah, I did get a couple of cheeky ones from Australia. So <laughs> Cheeky? Yeah, they're cheeky. I know you like the cheeky. <laughs> so can we, okay, so we had Zane Duran on, and we already, we're not going to get back into what he was saying. What is a cheeky snack? I mean, it's it's just like throwing cheeky in front of something. That's just what we do. Like it's a. But what does it imply? With yeah, what does cheeky, cheeky mean? Like oh, I, you don't even know what cheeky means. Yeah, what mean? Nah, yeah. when I hear cheeky, I'm thinking of some things. You know what I mean? So like. <laughs> <laughs> no, so cheeky's like, just kind of like sneaky, like a little bit sneaky. Okay. A bit squirrely, like. I don't know. That's it's a sneaky like, snack. Like, I don't even yeah, know okay. how to like explain it because I've like said it for so long, it's and it's just grain. like yeah, it's just second nature for me to say, but. Yeah, the boys, Cheeky does, Ty Warren's a big fan of the, the Cheeky call. He uh, likes that, yeah. yeah, Cheeky tight end. So, and, go, please, don't. No, 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 please, after you. <laughs> no, I was just, you know, we talk about the shield. You know, you got to be big, strong, and physical to be on the shield, but Nick Dawkins <laughs> is perfect for that. Not only wow. is he big and strong, but he's got, a, he's got such a deep, powerful voice. He's giving those call-outs. He's getting the ball snapped, getting guys in the right protection. How is Nick Dawkins? 
How have you seen him grow up in that role since you've been here? It's it's kind of weird. Like I think there was one practice that the big dog wasn't there, and it, it was different. Like mm-hmm. it didn't feel like this. he's like the the centerpiece. Like when you hear the call, it's like okay, like right. feel safe. Like I know where I'm at. I know what I'm doing. His voice is comforting. That way. oh, it's really nice. Yeah, yeah. it is. I remember, I remember living with him, and he'd come home and he'd announce himself, and yeah. I would immediately feel safer <laughs> because dog had come back to the yards at Old State. So did that play was did that play in the Batman role or like I think that was the inception of it. Maybe yeah. it started there. He was the Batman in our house first before he took state college over. Okay. okay. So I mean, I would diagnose this on a couple of different fronts. <laughs> okay. Let's let's go with the first dynamic here. Hawk knows, you know, I like to joke around with play on Hawk a little bit. So yeah. he's trying to kill me with kindness, give me compliments, hoping to receive them back. He did not get one back. He's not getting a compliment back right now. Not this hour. <laughs> Two. I appreciate you bring up the Batman role. We try to keep that low key. Um, it's so not low key because. We talked about it multiple times already. Yeah, again, like, the one that brought it up multiple yeah, yeah, times. Like again, I'm trying to be humble here, you know what I mean? And, and I just let's let's try to keep that to a minimal. Okay. You know, my right. work and what I do in state college. Um I mean I mean Batman, what he does in state college. Wow. Um we let him do his thing and you know, we, I think we all appreciate it. Who, I was hearing he wasn't doing a good good enough job. Who would you hear that from? Everyone. I need a name. Uh, I'm not telling you that. Uh yeah, who, who Batman will probably figure out who that was. <laughs> I, <But> hey, <laughs> I have a real question there. If you're like, if you're claiming this like Batman's protecting the city, but then we saw Tyler Elson on the earlier episode, he was like the protector of the house. Yeah. Who, what, what's the ranking there? Who, I'll, who, I'll tell you this. Who um, are you taking? Again, like I said, I'm not Batman. I, there is Batman out there, so let's take let's finish that off first. Okay. Secondly, um, I feel like in just on a separate note, like in houses, like you have to give people that dynamic to to keep an identity. If I were a superhero, I would want to keep my identity clean. I would let someone think that they had that role. Um, okay. But I, but at the end of the day, like you want to have that to to conceal your identity. But you know, if some if the bullet started flying, I'm sure you know. If I were Batman, I would probably go ahead and take you care would, of that and okay. smooth the mean okay. of that. Yeah, yeah, hypothetically. But don't don't interview me. We're interviewing you. Oh, You're I, sorry, you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I had to step in. And I, I, was, I was curious. <laughs> you come to America. Mm-hmm. Your first taste of America is Boca Raton, Florida. Yeah. How were your experiences? How what, is that what you thought the United States would be like when you were in Australia? What were you thinking? I mean, I don't know. I actually had like no idea really what to expect. I was just like, I was kind of just like, whatever happens, happens. Like, I'll just play it how it goes. Like, it is what it is. Um, I've always loved, like, sport like, and being part of the team. So I knew, like, my teammates I was going to be close with and have a, like, good connection with and everything like that. But, uh, yeah, it's a pretty wild place, Florida. Mm-hmm. It's it's different. Like, coming to stay, like, for me, I kind of went and was like, oh, wow, this is, like, what America's like. Like, this is what America seemed like it was going to be. And now, like, coming here, I'm kind of like, yeah, it is. Uh, it's very different. Mm-hmm. So can I ask you, was there a moment when you were in Florida where you were, like, one moment where you were more shocked at what you had seen or witnessed than ever? Like, was there a moment? I don't know if there was an exact moment, but, like, when when you go to, like, some of the areas and, like, it, it gets a bit late. There's like definitely like I feel like some sketchy people around. The hood. Like, yeah. Riley went to the hood. I was like, yeah, this is pretty wild. Like, I don't know. It's just a little bit different to back home, and like everything's bigger and like just like I do remember actually. Now there was one time where we went out to this place. Um, I think yeah, it was after a game. We had a big win. I think it was Halloween weekend. Uh, this place down in Fort Lauderdale. And it looked like pretty small, whatever. Like didn't look too big. Paid my entry, go in, and then it opened up, and I was just like, "Oh my god!" Like it was just people everywhere. There was like multiple sections. I was like, "Yeah, this is different." Yeah. <laughs> I was like, "This is just another another magnitude of like people and like how big things are here." 
So maybe maybe in Australia you don't have hoods to worry about, but I I've been seeing this thing on TikTok and it's been specifically about kangaroos, right? Yes. And I don't know much. I've never encountered a kangaroo myself, but from what I understand now is that they can be a little bit aggressive. Like they will challenge you. I've seen them grab people's dogs. I've seen the viral video of the guy <laughs> punching the kangaroo to get his dog back. Have you had any close calls with kangaroos? We recently and talked about this. We we have been talking about yeah. the kangaroos. It, it comes up often, like spiders. in the locker room. The okay. spi- spiders, spiders in particular, yeah, mm-hmm. more so the spiders. But um, the kangaroos, I mean, you see them. They're just like hopping around out there. Unless you like go and do something to them, you're fine. Like okay. it's not mm-hmm. going to happen. And I'd say this to a lot of people. Where I live is like. It's like kind of like a community like this a little bit. It's a little bit closer to like a bigger city, but it's more so like there's no like bushland or kangaroos or like big snakes or anything. It's just like a normal community. And I think people like kind of just like think, oh, we're going to Australia. Like it's the outback animals and everything like that. But everyone lives on the coast. So it's right. kind of like if like when you're out on the coast, it's it's pretty normal, pretty like more like America, I'd say. And then once you go inland into like, Kind of like the outback type area. That's when it gets kind of crazy. But the kangaroos aren't going to do anything to you. You'll be fine. You wouldn't want to fight one though. No, I mean they're big. They get to like eight foot. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, and they got like claws on them, man. Yeah. They're like big and physical creatures. I, I thought they were just kind of cute and cuddly growing up, and that was kind of a misconception. Yeah. <laughs> no, they're bad boys. If uh, they're bad boys, if if you if you yeah if you push them the wrong way, yeah, you're in trouble. What's what's the deal with the spiders? I'm spiders. missing that. <laughs> spiders. Jerry, you're a the fan spi- of spiders. Jerry spiders. loves the yeah. spiders. Yeah. You love spiders, Jerry. Spiders. Yeah, spiders. Spiders. S P I D A. Okay. Spiders. Okay. The difference that is, yeah. We'll follow up on that. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, you don't like, they're not out as much as you think. Like, You'll see them occasionally, like, uh, you probably see, like, one big one a year. Like, you see, like, daddy long legs around and whatever, but that's, like, that's nothing. Like, if I see Mm -hmm. one of those, I'll probably just, like, put a cup over it, put the paper under it, and then throw it outside, let it go. Mm -hmm. But, like, when you see the big huntsmans, I've probably seen, like, one in my life. Like my whole life, a huntsman? yeah, like a, hun- that? a huntsman. Yeah, what they're is like it? this big. Ooh. I've never seen one. But is that with the legs or the body is that big? No, that's the whole thing. Okay. The whole oh, thing's that's like still that. giant. Though. That's yeah. a big, big boy. Spider. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. When I was younger, I hated spiders, but as I got older, I kind of was like, yeah, whatever. Okay. Um, but if you see one of those, you're like, all right, let's get this puppy out of the house. Yeah. So, I mean, like, what would you do if you seen one in your house? Like, so say you chilling and there's a spider on the wall. It's one of those. What would you do? Like, you just you like get like a pot or like a, a glass and like you put it over that, and then mm-hmm. you slide the paper underneath. So then it's like trapped inside and can't get out. And then you open the door and just throw it out and let it go. No. I burn the whole house down. Yeah, no, you can't. You gotta. Yeah, it's, no, a, no, it's a living creature. No. Just let it go. It's not yeah, gonna do anything it, to you. It'll kill you. The snakes, yeah. on the other hand, no dice. No dice, no dice. No dice. They'll literally kill you. Yeah, they will. (laughs) Yeah, I was talking about the king brown to someone else. It's like the deadliest snake in Australia. The king brown? The king brown is what it's called. That's a bad boy. Mm -hmm. That's not good. Like, back to, so we got the huntsman, huntsman (laughs) spider. And right. the king brown. Yeah, nah, absolutely not. I don't like the dele- the delegations of these animals and these creatures and, and bugs are getting deep, like deep, like that's ridiculous. I've encountered the oh. king brown one time Where'd in my you? life. Oh. Well, as I like my holiday, like we go down to have holidays, like this caravan park, we go down there and there's like a community area, but it's kind of in like the bush a little bit. And I go in like, yeah, in like the bush, which okay. is like... The woods and the stuff. forests and yeah, like yeah, yeah okay. whatever. And then so we go into like the community area and open the door and there's just King Brown sitting in there. And I just closed the door and said, No thanks. Yeah, <laughs> no, no, they got someone in to get it out, but if that bites you, yeah, it takes thirty minutes for like the venom to like go up through your legs, up into your body, into your brain to kill you. So you're you're done. So okay. <laughs> yeah, nah, let's let's backtrack a little bit because you're speaking about these things very very casually. <laughs> there are I'm sh- I mean there are creatures in America that can kill you like me. Like like Nick Dawkins. <laughs> Don't let Nick run into you or else you might be in trouble. But on a serious note like 
do you leave your house like aware that there are things out here that are very real that can put me down in Australia? Like, nah. is that a, it's not a thought that you have. I feel like that'd be the only thing yeah. I thought about if mm-hmm. I visited Australia. Nah, because I, I promise, like, if you when you get there, you'd look around and be like, oh, this is a city. Like, this is like a natural mm-hmm. suburb place. You go into the outback and you're like, okay. There's gonna be stuff. So it's just out and outback. Yeah, just when you go out there. So can describe the outback. Yeah, yeah, what is the outback? <laughs> it's like a desert. Steakhouse? It's like a. <laughs> <laughs> I be an outback yeah, we, all the time. No, it's, not, it's not. It's not the outback steakhouse. <laughs> it's like dry desert sand. Okay. Bush. Yeah. Like there's not a lot out there. Like I was telling someone about. Um, we have Ayers Rock back home, Uluru, and it's like a big rock, big red rock in the middle of the country. Mm. That's it. He was so excited to tell me when he Yeah, like, this was ridiculous, telling, actually. He's I like, was Yo, so pumped. we got this big rock. Like, we always visit this big rock. I'm like, <laughs> we I'm don't like, always visit it. <laughs> I, I didn't say we, we always visit it. I said, we got we got it's like rock. iconic. People come and, like, they come to this rock, and it's amazing, and, and, and all that. Rock. What's going on? Like, I'm like, let me see this rock. Like, let me see what's going on with this rock that's making it so appetizing that people want to come and see what it is. And it's really just as, like, a huge, like, rock. That's it's all it a, is. It's, it's, but it's like, don't say it's like a huge rock, like a boulder. It's like, a, it's like massive. It's how big, huge. How big, if you, had to, if you had to estimate how big this rock was? It's big. Yeah. Like, like, I'm saying like, you would look like that next to it. Okay, so it's like a, a giant rock. Like, okay. you have to like, like they used to, used to be able to climb it and people would, you have to like harness in. Because oh, if you fall, you die. You're done for. Yeah, yeah. Wow. I'll tell you what, three letters for you, man. USA. Mm. Grand Canyon, Mount Rushmore. Mm. You're not worried about it's a rock. Not worried about so a rock. So do you take a person that when he gets to talk like that? He's pretty disrespectful a lot, actually. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, no, I agree. It's crazy. I, on this show, Nick Dawkins has disrespected me at every opportunity he's had, actually. Yeah, Anytime he gets the chance, he's going to disrespect. That's kind of his staple. If I'm you, I'm scared because I've not even leaped at the amount of times that I could have, and I decided not to do that. And I think that's more of a testament right. to my character than yours. And See, just, this is why you can't do that. <laughs> but he, has, he has one reply. Like, when you go at him, uh-huh. he'll just be like, shut up. And right. then that's it. And I'm like... That is his go-to. Like, you, I know mean? exactly what yeah. you mean. That's exactly like, how he what? says that, too. <laughs> shut up. You, yeah, <laughs> you just lost, and now you're just like, I'm done with you. That's what it's like. consistent. Obviously, you came with one bullet, man. I, I need, I need to, if you're going to step up to me, come with a lot of bullets and maybe a rocket launcher. You know what I mean? How many bullets do I need? Yeah. Man, I got unlimited ammo, man. You know what I mean? That's what just what we talk about. about. What is this well, I just mean, man. I'll talk to a brick and it was going to talk back, man. That's just who I am. So, you know what I mean? I come with, the, I come with endless uh, ammo, infinite ammo. So, if you're going to come to me, step to me, you better be prepared for a knife fight or a gun. Bring a gun to a knife fight you're trying to fight me. That's all okay. I'll say. But let's get back to you. Let's talk about you. Stop talking about me. Stop saying this to me. How did you get to American football? How did you get to pun? It was pretty crazy. So it was back home. My friend, he found this organization, Pro Kick, because he played AFL professionally, like our national sport. And then he decided to go down Pro Kick to get an education. And um, he was at the park kicking. He was like, oh, just come down, have a kick. Like, wasn't anything serious about it. And we were just going to kick like the actual footy, what I call footy, which is like an AFL ball. And then he was like, oh, I have the NFL balls. We start punting. And he's like, oh, you're actually not bad. Mm-hmm. Like you're better than a lot of like the guys down there. You should come down and just see how you go. Like just see, like you, you naturally you can do it. And I was like, all right. So then we kind of like got some film together. I sent it to the guys at Pro Kick um, and they were like, they said, yeah, come down. Like we'd love to have you on. Like we can train you up. We can get you out. Um, so just basically trained with them. Um, and then eventually it got to like the start of the 2022, uh, year. And then I was like, okay, I need to get over there now. Cause I'd started university. So my clock had started. Right. Yeah. So they were like, we need to get you out and get you there. 
Um, and one of the guys ended up leaving FAU, who I'm really close with now, Matt Hayball, who's at Vanderbilt. He left, um, and they were like, we need to fill this spot with someone else. Mm-hmm. Um, and they kind of went back and forth about him leaving. And then eventually they came and were like, okay, we'll give like this kid, he's ready to go, he can play for you. And that was it, and I went. And then the documents was kind of wild, like that all getting done. So I didn't actually get there like five days until fall camp started. Really? Uh, yeah, and I was like hung over trying to fight through full camp as you know, it's a battle in itself. <laughs> not not you as didn't much know what to expect. Yeah, I didn't know what to expect, and they're like, "Yeah, you'll be here at seven, and you'll leave at 11. And I was like, "I was like, this is this can't be real." You're like, in the military. Yeah, I was yeah. like, "What is happening?" Um, but yeah, then played six months there, had an absolute ball in Florida, and then yeah, obviously. School was like my main priority. Um, mm-hmm. I've done a lot. I've been in edu- like secondary education now for like seven years now. I think it's been all up, like awesome. part time and not part time. So yeah, it was. It's been a long time, and I was like, I want to get this degree in this field, and Penn State were providing that. So that was the whole reason I moved. That first camp is tough for everybody. I think every. I mean, you guys would, can speak to that too. It's not a joke at mm-hmm. all. It's a grind. But you had the first camp plus. You had left Australia for the first time. Do you feel like in the middle of camp you got hit with some homesickness? Like, man, like this is really, really a grind I've signed myself up for. I think the camp was like the best thing that could have happened for me because I was like, it was you're always like doing, I was either sleeping at football or with the boys. Like it was mm-hmm. one of the three. And I was like, I didn't have time to even think yeah. about my family or like, or like my friends back home or whatever. It was just like, I was trying to do my best to like get ready to start the season in a couple of weeks. Um, so that was, I think it was like one of the best things for me. Definitely. Can you explain to the people too what AFL is? (laughs) So it's basically like a combination of like a whole bunch of sports, but the best way I can describe it is it's like a field, probably three, if you took three NFL fields and went like one, like two next to each other and one on the end, but in an oval, that's the field. So it's big. Yeah. I can't even imagine that. Like you just, I'm sure that was an accurate representation of what it is, but I still can't even picture that in my mind what that looks like. So it's like, yeah, Yeah. like walking out to the, to the lash, like those three ovals, the whole thing is the field. Wow. Basically. Wow. Yeah. With goalposts at the end. Yeah. And no pads, no helmets, like nothing. And then basically what you have to do is like, imagine you're the quarterback and you have like wide receivers everywhere. Mm -hmm. You have to like, instead of throwing to them, you have to kick it to them. Yeah. Wow. That's That's nuts. But then like, yeah, if the ball hits the ground, whatever, it's full tackling. Like you're going at it like as if you would in, in college football. So not only can you punt them probably, but you have a lot of experience tackling guys growing up playing that. Yeah. Yeah, it's funny. A lot of like the guys are like, oh, you'd be able to tackle like it's all sweet. And I'm like, yeah, take the pads and helmets off. And I'm like, I'll go like 100%. Uh-huh. As soon as the pads and helmet comes on, I'm kind of like, I don't know That's how, yeah, I, don't know how yeah. I feel about it. I just don't mm-hmm. like it. Mm-hmm. You, so you're, it's tougher for you with pads and helmets. You Definitely. Get it's different. It's a lot different. That's interesting. Yeah, I played rugby in high school. I, I remember... <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the Lions, then. Um, I did play rugby, right? So I got college. I, I walked by practice one day on accident after school. I was going to my granddad's car. Mm-hmm. He was there to pick me up. And the coach is like, where are you going? And I'm like, I'm going home. And he threw me a mouthpiece. He was like, yo, come try this. So I played rugby for a year. It was great. I was pretty good. But it's a transition, so you're trying not to lie. <laughs> <laughs> so you're saying you're going back. What kind like of You're going from pads and helmet to non-pads and To non-pads and helmet. Yeah. So for me, you know, I felt like tackling was the same in some sense was I was comfortable tackling without uh, the pads and helmet on. But I feel like when I – if I were to start with no pads and helmet and then to put it on, I would – you would think that maybe you would feel safer and you would feel more equipped to go do that. But you didn't have that. Nah, yeah, it's weird. Mm-hmm. It's, I, don't, I feel like – I feel safe. But, like, the other thing is, like, we tackle really differently to how people tackle in the NFL, uh, like, in college football. So it's kind of like it's it's weird. It'd be weird, like, trying to tackle someone 
without like because like i know what to expect when i'm like tackling someone back home like here it's so different like people are like clipping legs and stuff like that so it's like it's a lot different it's a different yeah it's crazy and that i mean i don't know what what are the athletes in the afl like did you see some some kids that were really athletic and you have katron allens in in, in, (laughs) in somewhere hanging out that's the thing i was like i talked to a bunch of guys and i'm just like i would love to just like teach you how to play afl Uh and then i'll be like yeah we'll send you off to the pros and then i'll be your manager and it's like all sweet just start like a little like thing going on Mm. where it's like bring him back train him up Uh be like mason cox i don't know if you know him no, but he no. he did the transition from like he was basketball and then went to footy and now plays in the in the pros back home. Jeez. He's doing well, which is good. Yeah. But yeah, I'd it's I'd love to see a few of the boys. There's no Catron Allens. No, no I do no, think about him teams. running at me full steam and what What would you do? Are you tackling Catron? I don't know. I, I don't. Question. I don't. I don't know. I think. Well, like we saw a video of him literally dragging a player. Yeah. The, like it's <laughs> players. The, yeah, yeah, he was dragging them and they were just holding on. So like <laughs> me, I don't think I'm any shot. <laughs> and these are grown men. Like these are guys who do the same workouts yeah. we do. These are like power they, five athletes yeah. trying to provide for their family, yeah. getting drugged by another. And he's grown man. He's a sophomore. Yeah. Like another yeah. grown man sophomore. That's yeah, well, dragging people. Let, let's real quick pause and get into the Maryland game. I'm I'm not on the team anymore. I, I just got the perspective from the outside looking in. I know we have a bunch of guys from Maryland, so I, I always know that that game is a lot of high energy. It's a big game. People enjoy it. From snap one, it was evident that you guys were trying to set the tone, and you wanted to be the more physical team. I mean, obviously you did that successfully. The scoreboard reflected that. What was the mindset like going into the week? Yeah, I mean, always, obviously we approach every week um, as is no, like a normal game week at faceless opponents, 1-0. Um, but just in general, with this, with with that game and that atmosphere, when we walked in, when we came in, it felt like a home game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, all the like we walked in, they're screaming, "We are Penn State." Mm-hmm. It was there was more white in the crowd than there were red and yellow. Mm-hmm. And so I think when you have like you feel that, and you know you have guys from Maryland, DMV, and I think there's like a big PSU um, Maryland like recruiting war and all that stuff, and it just man, it creates like a war. It creates that war. It creates like um, a dynamic of. Um, just, you know, guys from similar areas. Now you're at this grand stage, like who's worked harder, who's this and who's that. Yeah. And I, I know our DMV guys don't play around when it comes to that stuff. No. Those DMV guys, like Devon and Kurt and then PJ was the same way. Like mm-hmm. you start talking. I mean, we had Kurt on. We brought up DMV football and he yeah. like got emotional. Yeah. Talking about something. it. They, they take is, it serious. What is DMV? Like, DC, Maryland, Virginia. There's like, that's like a big, like Washington, DC, Maryland, Virginia are in like this like triangle the kind same, of okay. yeah. yeah, the same area. So like they call it like the DMV guys. Like that's where a lot of good football is being played okay. at. Nowhere near where the football is being played in Allentown, Pennsylvania, or anything like that. But they have, they, have, <laughs> they have big football that's being played there and like a lot of guys um go division one out of there okay. and stuff like that. Yeah. So it's pretty good. Now I wanna I wanna ask Riley, you was you started at FAU, we kinda covered that a little bit in your transition there, but you come to Penn State. What was that transition like? You go from FAU to a, a big power five, Big Ten, Coach Franklin, all the uh, allure of Penn State football. What was that like for you? Yeah, it was kind of crazy. I remember, like, I left FAU. FAU, like, I loved it. I had a ball there. But obviously, like, academically-wise, I, I wanted to find, like, go down this path. And Penn State worked out really well. And um, I was talking to Dad, and Dad's like, oh, like, you do know it's, like, college town, blah, blah, blah. I was like, yeah, I know, but, like, this is gonna like this is what I want to do. Like this is what I, where I want to play football. And I came and like looked at the town. I was like, yeah, a bit small, but like we can work with it. Like we'll make it work. And then I remember we drove to the stadium and I walked in and I just looked and went, this is nuts. Like I was just like, this is insane. I still remember the first game. I was so grateful that like my family were able to be here for that one too. Um, but I just remember like we were all talking after the game. We're just like, who would have thought like this is where my life 
went because I was just like I never would have thought playing in front of like 110,000 people would ever be a realistic goal. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I love like the family atmosphere that we have here. Like it really is. Like everyone really like has like a deep love for, for every single person in the building and really like wants the best for every single person. And I think that's really hard to find. So um, that was awesome. And I, I was really grateful for that. Were there any nerves on that first punt? Yeah, I can't lie, there were a little bit. Uh-huh. It was funny. It was more so like the nerves weren't like the people watching. It was more like I didn't want to let the team down. Like I think that's the thing that weighs on me heavily the most is not so much like the fans or like what people have to say. It's like I play for like my family and for my teammates. And it's like if I'm not like doing my best, that's the people I feel let down. And I think there's no greater hurt than letting like the people that are closest to you down. So I think for me that was kind of the main thing that I was like, oh, like I don't want to let these people down. Like I haven't really done anything here. Like I need to do my best. And I think it kind of took me a little while to like kind of like figure myself out a little bit and my like game plan and how I would play games um, and it was definitely a whirlwind in the first like couple of weeks but I feel like I've slowly like worked on it a lot and kind of found my found my pace a bit more yeah Jay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I was just listening I'm, I'm he tells a good story yeah, 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 easy yeah, to listen like, to yeah. easy so, to listen to go ahead dog so like I want you to go into a little bit of a dynamic of punting because we have multiple styles of punting and right now I mean it's no secret Australians are taking over college football with yeah. that row style punt Australia but you also punters. were real good at pocket punting you want to explain a little bit the dynamics of both of those yeah so originally when you go down like for me talking like pro like going to pro kick and kind of my journey when you go down you learn how to like pocket punt that's the first thing you learn because it's mm. like the base the basis of punting so that's kind of the the more like because we don't really kick like that as you like through my mm. kicking where I kick it and it goes end over end that's like how we kick ball like kick balls like our whole life mm-hmm. um, so you kind of learn how to pocket punt and I like really like the pocket punting like I, I really got into it and that's what I did last year I was a pocket punter um, and then this year we've moved to roll style mm-hmm. um, where you kind of roll out we do still pocket which is good um, I like I like going back to the pocket it's always fun to mix it up um, and pocket yeah. punting, and you want to explain, pocket yeah, punting is, is like pocket that's punting. a traditional, the traditional American style where yeah. you just walk the two steps and hit the spiral. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, How do you to, get it to spiral though? Like, what is the technique to that? You kind of like it depends. Like, this is the thing. Like, because I come from a Aussie football's background, yeah. I spiral very differently to say Gabe and Baketa, yeah. who also punt. Yeah. Um, they're like we hold the ball differently. Like, so for me, it's kind of like. You kind of learn through kicking. Like my style wasn't really like you learn the basics, but more so it was kind of like a natural feel of how like I can get it to work myself. Mm. Um, and then the rollout, like when I kick end over end, it's kind of just like it's just what we do our whole lives. Yeah. Like we kick it like that. That's how we pass the ball to each other. So it's more so like you're just learning how to kick it further and like higher and harder rather than like being an accurate passer to a receiver mm. basically. Do you have any – when I was playing, we had two really good punters back-to-back. We had Blake Gillikin, and then we got Jordan Stout right after that. Do you Is there, like, any type of culture or camaraderie between the groups? Like, have you been able to talk to those guys at all since you Yeah, been yeah, it was good. I was talking to Stout a little bit. Um, it was awesome. I reached out to him, and, and he, was, he was a big help. Um, but I think it more so, like, it's kind of weird. We, like, I have so many friends at so many different places mm-hmm. that, like, we have, like, so many group chats and messages. And, like, you could go to a place and I wouldn't even know who the punter is, but I know he's Australian from Pro Kick and I could reach out and be like, I'm going to be here at this spot. Like, can you help me out with the ticket? And then you meet them and you chat it up and things like that. Um, Daddy Pask was actually, I don't know if he was... He would have been before you, I yeah, think. Yeah, I wasn't with him, but I know who yeah, he was. Yeah, he, um, he was the punter here. He was Australian. 
I didn't know who he was. He, he didn't know me, but I reached out to him when I kind of got this whole thing rolling and we've been chatting ever since and it's been awesome. And I think that's kind of the thing with Australian punters. Like we all know what we're going through. We're all going through the, the same things. So yeah, we definitely have that kind of like network to reach out and, and kind of go over stuff. That's awesome. Yeah. Another question I want to ask, I know the weight room is a transition for everybody when they get here to some extent. What type of, were you working out heavy before you got here? Were you lifting hard in Australia? Was there any shock when you got to FAU or Penn State with the programs? I mean, I kind of knew what to expect. Like, we get told, like, it's different. Like, it's mm-hmm. it's tough. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think the coaches do a really good job, though, of, like, bringing you in, like, base testing you to find out where you're at and then going from there and just, like, building you up slowly. Like, it's not like coming in and it's like, you're squatting 500 pounds. Right. Like, they, they find, yeah, <laughs> they find where you kind of, like, fit and then they build you up. But yeah, we had um, a gym coach back back home at Pro Kick, um, CQ Athletics. He he was uh, he was uh, I liked him, but he was a madman. He um, he had us doing like ten by ten squat and deadlift. So you're doing hundred reps of each. Man. So you do that. You do that one time, and you're heading home. Yeah. You're you're going straight back into bed. I would have did one of those workouts, and we probably would have had to. I mean, he might have got beat up in the park. We might have just <laughs> <laughs> put his own. I mean, I'm I'm grateful now because like those workouts were like. That was tough and like going into the winter workouts and things like that, I was like kind of mentally prepared to be like, oh. I'm going to get tested, but like I know that I'm going to be able to come out and do it. So I'm kind of glad we had those and kind of got tested like that. So you've done winter workouts here already? Yeah, I did. Okay, so I let's talk about for you. Yeah, let's talk about that. I mean, it was crazy. Like I was asking like, how is it? Like what? And people were like, oh, you're, you're going to die. You're going to die. And I'm like, oh man. So we kind of, yeah, I, I went into the first one. I was scared. I was like, this is, this is not going to be good. But I got the first one out of the way and I was like, okay, I've got through the first one. I can get through the rest. But like, I didn't know that like every week they get longer and longer. <laughs> so like <laughs> you think like you're, you're getting through it, but it's like, it's worse and worse every time. And I'm like, this is ridiculous. Like there was one, I actually was standing there and I was like, I was like, cause you can't like bend over and vomit yeah, really. No, you have to stand up. So I'm like standing up, like vomit dribbling down my mouth, like dry reaching. Like I was like, I- I'm going to die. Like this is the time I pass out, but you do it and you get it done and you're like, okay, well it's done. Do you guys remember your first one of workouts? Oh yeah. yeah vividly. <laughs> Doc, you had any stories on, on yours? Uh, probably. So we have like the hoop drill uh-huh. and, um, like I'm, I'm thinking, you know, in high school, I'm a pretty athletic guy. Like I move around. I'm probably like one of the faster guys on my team, and uh, we're going through the hoop drill, and I'm getting dominated. Quite frankly, like, <laughs> the hoop drill, how it's set up, it's like a figure eight, and yeah. you like run around the hoop, and you have another guy on the other side doing the same thing, and you finish through, um, and like it's like whoever, we call it the winners, because that's mm-hmm. you know obviously quarterback number three competing everything you do. We compete all winter workout. It's not like you're just mm-hmm. running hard. You're competing against someone. Every that was, race. Yeah, that was wild. Yes, and I'm out here getting crushed. Like, I didn't know who some of these guys were. I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I think I'm ready. I'm like, one thing about me, man, I'm like, I might not be um, the most talented guy, but I'm going to work my tail off. And I'm working as hard as I can. I'm getting crushed by, like, Anthony Wiggin, yep. by Juice Scruggs. Um, and I'm like, man, what is going on? Yeah. I'm like, I, And then Franklin is like, you got to compete. Mm-hmm. You have to. Yeah. You're losing. Oh his favorite, his favorite line is stop feeling sorry for yeah, yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And you don't really get that until like you get old. You're like, man, I really was feeling sorry for yeah, myself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking in my head how selfish of me because I'm, I'm like, man, I'm not going to be able to get through this. Me and Elzin, so after our first one workout, me and Elzin 
went back to Allentown to like my hometown for a weekend. I'm like, you know how it is when you come in with your boys, you want them to see your home. Like you keep trying to get me to go off yeah. Australia. I'm telling you, I'm not going. It's ridiculous. Yeah, I'm not doing it. I sit on a I'll flight for 24 hours. Yeah, 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 probably not to go see that rock. But either way, <laughs> like we went back and we were in my house and we fell asleep for 18 hours. Like yeah. we can't. We, he pulled up to my house. Like, all right, set up an air mattress. He went to sleep. I went to my room, fell asleep, woke up, went and got dinner. Went back home, fell asleep again, and my mom was getting mad. She's like, "You need to show him Allentown. You need to show him around." I'm like, We're like, "Nah, like we're not worried about any of that. We're just trying to sleep." Like, it, it was just—I mean—but that's at the end of the day. And we said it before. It's so I'm so grateful that I was able to experience going through winter workouts yeah, even man. like now because I know I'm tougher than I ever would have been not experiencing mm-hmm. that adversity and pushing my body to a limit that I didn't think I could exceed. And that's college football. You're being asked to do things you don't think you can do. And you accomplish them, and it makes you it makes you crave it more. It's like a high almost. Like it you're is. craving to, to like, how can I challenge myself? How can I be a better version? How can I compete against somebody? Mm-hmm. And that's I mean, you see that on the field with guys. Like Penn State guys stay in the league for so long. It's yeah, the man. wins, it's the wins and the loafs for me. Like yeah. I was like, I had no idea. And they're like, Yep. I, I can't even remember who I went with, but I was getting smoked. Like <laughs> smoked. And I'm like, this is ridiculous. Like it was because it was the first the ones that I did were like running ones, and I was getting like smoked. And then it got to like the kind of like the more power ones where you're pushing, and that's when I kind of found my groove. And I was like, uh-huh. I'm getting some wins here. Like this is yeah. good. But then like you do those, and you're trying your hardest. Like I want to win, win, win. And then you got the aqua bags at the end. Oh, Ooh, aqua bags. I was done. Oh, I was done. Almost threw up all over. Yeah. The Jerry, tell me about yeah. the aqua bags, bro. Yeah. See for me. Let's talk about my first winter workout. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> he was taking a step back. So, you know, Zay, my roommate, you know, me and him, we, well, right now he's my roommate, but Nick was my roommate when we first got in. So I'm like, so alarm go off at about 5 o'clock. I'm like, Nick, you ready to go? Nick said he was he's still asleep. His alarm go off, he turned it off. So you know what I'm <laughs> going to Dangerous game to play, by the so, way. So yeah. you know I'm going up to get ready to go. So I go to the workout. Nick go, he walk in about five minutes, five minutes remaining, you know, until it start. So I'm in there. You know, we started warm up lines, hard in the paint is on. So I look Ooh. at Zane, he look at me. Mm-hmm. I'm getting, I'm real excited, I'm hyped up. You know, I'm thinking it's gonna be light, you know. So he bring us up, he, you know, you're, this is, uh, we're in Auburn, nah, nah, the crowd. So we talk, you know, I'm so, oh my, this should be fun. So we started, I just hear a horn, light the sign with the numbers on it real bright. I'm like, oh man. I, so we start going, I look to my left, Elsden yelling at the top of his lo- so we you know I'm with Elsden linebackers and tight ends so I'm with Elsden like Elsden got turf pillows all in his eyes <laughs> he yelling at the top of his lungs talking about oh you let us down so I, I knocked the cone over one time he said you fumbled the ball you let us down I'm like oh <laughs> <laughs> I'm like man so, I like time, how you can knock the parallels no, like that that was yeah. crazy bro I'm like this like was like kind of eye open I'm like yo this is real he said I let him down I fumbled the ball like, I knocked the cone over like, I didn't know it was that big of a deal so. You know, I'm going through it. Get to Al Station, the sleds. Like, we pushing them, oh, though. No. First two, I'm good. We get to the third push. I'm pushing. My, my legs just gave up on me. I couldn't move. Still had one more station left, though. So, Jamari Budden, who's currently he's not with us right now, but he, he carried me to the next station. Like, literally, <laughs> like, like, I'm holding on him to the next station. Like, I'm going. I'm like, I can't do this. No, I can't do it, bro. Like, I can't. I can't run. He's like, yes, you can. So, I'm I'm going... I just remember I fight for my life waiting for that last horn. I hear the last horn. Like, I just dropped to the floor. <laughs> I, was, I was like, man, this is wild. It's different. Like, that, it was crazy for me. My first one was crazy. Did you have like, a tire pull after that? Yes, I did. Yeah, that's the, Nicely that's... did. My first tire pull was against Rodney McGraw. 
And I never forget Coach Frank. He said, "Do you need to give me get somebody lighter for you?" I said, "No." Nah. <laughs> and I ended up winning the tire pool, and everybody I was just that was the most excited I had been in my life. But uh-huh. after that excitement, I was like dead tired. I realized I was dead tired. Like if you randomly just turned on this podcast mm-hmm. and heard him just tell his story. Mm-hmm. You'd be thinking that this guy would just serve the tour somewhere. Yeah. Like he was in the military. Yeah. He's describing a war story. That's, that's really what it is. But it feels like that. It feels like you're in the military. Like it's crazy. It's so tough explaining when it workouts to people who haven't done them because you sound so soft. Like, you, yeah. you never really felt like like you never vulnerable. really felt vulnerable when you like yeah. trying you trying to breathe but you can't breathe. Yeah. And you still have to go full speed. Like, that's a different type of feeling when you can't breathe, but you still have to go. And then you got to go to class. And then you got to go to class. class. I'm like, what are we Man. doing? I'm like, yeah, they just ask me questions. I'm like, ah, nah. A couple things. Number one, Franklin talks crazy during winter workouts. Like, he, yeah. it's not one of them things yeah. where it's like, like, come on, man, you got it. Like, no. he, it's like, you're soft. Yeah. Like, <laughs> stop heading over. Are you going to win a rap? Like, you're, he's talking crazy. That's number one. Number two, you talk about the matchups, like cigar cutter, like the figure eight drill and water, like all that stuff. It's all competition based. My first one at workout, I had all off, all during the season, my freshman year, I was way too heavy, too much body fat, so I had like slimmed down a bunch. So I'm like 255. So I was too light to do the drills against the real D tackles because mm-hmm. I was light. I was just faster. I was lighter. So I got matched up with Odafe Owe. Oh, okay. On the cigar yeah. cutter. This is my first one at workout ever. Okay, now Odafe Owe ran a 4.36 at his pro day. Mm-hmm. I have never touched a four in a 40-yard dash. I'm not a four guy. This dude, I'm talking about rep after rep, is like I'm coming out of the second bend. Odafe Owe is standing with his hands on his hips because he's already finished with the drill. I'm getting talked crazy, too. I go into tire pool against Juice Scruggs, who turned into a second-round draft pick. At 255? Juice Scruggs at 255. So okay. now the matchups, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it was like they were trying to make an example out of it. Juice Scruggs could have took me not only 10 yards to win the drill. He could have took me to Nittany Apartments, to the Willard Building. <laughs> he could have took me all the way back to Ohio. And wants. let's talk about Juice. Wow. Juice, I will say on record, is one of the toughest men on the planet. On in the planet. On yeah. the like he might be the toughest one. Yeah. There's not many people that can do what he's done and come back from what he's come back from mm-hmm. with his back injury and come back and be as dominant as he is. Mm-hmm. This guy, like, we always talk about it. There's weight room strength. There are guys who go in the weight room and can throw a bajillion pounds up in the air. And mm-hmm. it's ridiculous to see. You. Like a spectacle. Yeah. yeah. Nah. Nah, not me. <laughs> and then you got guys who have grown man strength yeah. mm-hmm. that can just grab you. And you can't go anywhere or do anything about it, and it's and it's you feel worthless. Yeah. He has grown man strength yeah. to a point that no man should have. <laughs> he gets a hold of you, and you can't move. And like that's why like people were surprised when he went second round, like the mock drafts were. Not, but then you see him how he works, and also I've never seen him get tired before. No. The guy is a robot. Yeah, it's ridiculous. The, the guys who were surprised by Juice Scruggs going in the second round have never had to deal with him in pass pro. No. They never had to do a one on one with him. I was no. shocked that he got out of the first thirty two <laughs> picks the way he did me, PJ, and Judge Culpepper for four years. It was a uh, it was a mockery that he made out of us. Also, can we go back to something you were talking about before um, your rugby story? Yeah, how you were going out to the car, your grandpa was picking you up, uh-huh. yeah. and how <laughs> the rugby coach was out there, yeah. and threw your mouthpiece and said, "Come on, son, let's go play rugby." <laughs> That's literally what, what happened. Channel yeah. story, like no way that happened. That is a lie. I put There's it on no everything way. I love. There's no way. So in, let me in, take in you modern day. I don't. Ever 2014, whatever, whenever it was, that the coach was like, you know what, son, you'd be a great rugby player. Come out here. <laughs> no, I'm let's actually, go hit. Let's go hit. Hey, I'm, no, I'm, hey, I'm going to defend him here. I'm not going to lie, like because we have a lot of rugby back home too. It's kind of rugby and AFL. 
the coaches do just like see people and they're like, you know what, you're big, you're strong, come here, we'll take you and we'll like, teach you. That's what they, they do thank do you, that. Thank you. So, so I'll, I'll defend you on that. So one. rugby at my high school, like it's a powerhouse football and basketball school. As you know, rugby is not a popular sport. So I'm walking by. They don't have a lot of big dogs out there, a lot of real so athletes. Big dog? So at this point, I'm like 15, <laughs> right? So at 15, I was probably 6'1", like 230. But I was like, I wasn't fat yet. I wasn't a D-line yet. I was just like a big kid. Uh-huh. So they throw me a mouthpiece. I go out there, right? My first rugby match, game, whatever. <laughs> first one. They, I'm telling you, rugby dog. Match. I'll find the clip so we can put it on here. I didn't know any of the rules. I didn't know any of them. They say, go play. Like clipping legs and stuff. So So I'm playing against St. Edwards, who is nationally ranked a rugby program. (laughs) They throw me out there. This kid has like a breakaway. He's got the rock and he's about to go score. I'm like, not not on my, like you're not about to just run down on this. So I chase him down, sideline to side. I'll find the clip and I don't pretend to wrap up. I light this kid up on the sideline and try to send a message. They give me a red card and they suspend me. I got kicked out of the game and suspended for two games. And that was the end of my rugby career. But they threw me the mouthpiece and asked me to play. I'll say this. Look, at one, this, we're in the United States now, Australia, playing rugby. There's waivers you need to sign to go just play a sport in, in high school. That's one. So that's a lie. That's it's not a lie. <laughs> <laughs> we got the waivers signed. And, and, and two, let's get to another part. You played one, you got suspended, and then you just quit. Yeah, you were just done. End. So you're a quitter. Yeah, we didn't play a bunch of games. There's not a bunch of rugby programs in the Midwest of America. I was in Ohio. <laughs> there weren't a bunch of we – it was us. It was St. Edwards. I think St. X, Sean Clifford, and Liam Clifford's high school might have had a team. Played and, one game, and, and that was the end of your career because you guys only played four games or something like that. Yeah, and then next year when I wanted to play, my dad was like, no, you're not playing rugby. You're a football player. You're going to get hurt playing rugby in a stupid Leave so. in the comments if y'all think that's a, like a believable story. Yeah, I'll, I'll tell you what. Don't even leave. I will find the clips. I will find. <laughs> I have proof that I went and did this. I have a scar actually above my left eye. Caught an elbow in practice. And they split me open because we don't wear helmets. It's the, I'm not you don't just, need him. Well, I needed it. Like con- I kicked yeah, out and I had to get stitches. <laughs> There's less concussions oh. in AFL than there is in the NFL. That's, that's, that's a fact out. as well. And we don't wear pads at home. So. You put that helmet How on. How many concussions have they been doing in the AFL? A lot. In the like, heart of Australia. You talk about the, the big old spiders y'all got yeah. in the brown <laughs> snakes. Do they have time for concussion tests too? Yeah, we make time for it. What do you say? Do they make What's the response? Crikey. Okay, you right. go. <laughs> See, this is what you do. You go, you go on with this stuff, like, and then it just starts. I feel like you're just attacking the country. You might not get let in for being so disrespectful. Wow. That actually what, might be a plausible statement. We just described spider dinosaur land of rock. And, you, and I don't think it's a place I'm that mad to not be See, let this into. Right. This is what I'm, I'm saying. Okay. I'm be okay saying being that. here in State College than being over you there with a rock We don't have a big Australian audience to watch yeah, this. We, we just lost half the viewers. I love the, people, I love the Australian people. I do. I do. <laughs> that continent, you got to leave me alone, man. Yo, you I should. Know. I'm, I'm totally no, he's getting mad. Hold on. Let me tell you this. Let me tell you this so I've t- I think I've said this a few times so like my girlfriend Nat she was like saw something on Facebook and it was like spiders dangerous animals whatever so she tags me and she's like um I'm never coming <laughs> which is a lie because she is gonna come but it doesn't matter she's like I'm never coming all these like older Australian people being like good we don't want you like Bro, stay away play. like there was like 18 comments like that being like like, don't come. So, so what's up with the spider, like the spider season here like in Australia? Is there a season the sp- for spiders? There's no season. No, I seen something like it was where a spider, it was just like spider webs everywhere and like spiders Yo, just yeah, everywhere. Yeah, there's spider webs everywhere. No, you I'm saying like it was spider webs everywhere, but it was like <laughs> spiders <laughs> everywhere, like on the sidewalks and all that. It was just, like, it's okay. spiders, tarantulas everywhere. You just like say spider, don't you? Spiders. <laughs> yeah. yeah. 
Look, and before, again, for the people at home, look it. Love the Australian people. But did you Jerry, hear what we just described? Does that sound like a place you want to go? Oh no, yeah, I, no, I Are you serious? So, yeah. like, what? So what? What is the tourist attraction? Is it? Is it just the rock that people no. go for? What is it? What is the, the main attraction? No, nah, like I mean, you can go look at the outback, whatever. Like it's it's good. Like I haven't really gone and done too much. I do. I haven't even seen the big rock myself. I do want to go and see the big rock. So you've but, not even been to the big rock. No, well, yeah, it's hard. Like I don't know. I didn't have just disposable money <laughs> to fly and nah. see the big rock. Nah, I want to see Australia. I'll go to Outback Steakhouse, get me a nah, little shrimp nah, on the Barbie, nah. and we'll call it a day. I'm saying, come, I'll take you to the AFL, which you'll be like, okay, this is pretty. This is pretty good. This is like the NFL. Mm-hmm. The beaches are insane. Okay. The spiders, right? No, be- no spiders at the beaches. Okay. Then the like the food, like we have like because we're so multicultural, we have so many different cuisines that you can kind of just get wherever you go. So, what's your favorite like. food? What- I'd probably say like Vietnamese is up there for me. Yeah. Like I like banh mi's. Haven't really found a banh mi place around here, which kind of hurts. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I like that. That Greek food is really good as well, and I like Mexican, which you get heaps of here, which is which is awesome. Yeah. But yeah, you gotta, you just gotta, and just like the way people interact, like <laughs> the city, like it's just a great place to live. Everyone's nice, like it's good. Everyone's having fun. Sun's no, you out, told you told me beaches. that uh, like. It's a lot of like stabbings and stuff there. Oh, we yeah, talked about. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. And, you, and you said you told me no, that you could make it out as like a if you had gotten the knife fight, you could make it out. You oh said. yeah, for sure. You, that's what, what you told me. Yeah, 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 yeah. no, absolutely not. No, yeah, so and he okay, said, no, no, no. So this is where I took it. You were talking to me about the gun situation because there's no guns. No guns. No I'm guns sorry. at all. Like there's no okay. guns. So I was like, if you're gonna, if something's gonna happen, you're gonna get stabbed. Okay. Like if that, like you're gonna get shanked by someone. That's the the number one like concern that would happen. Okay. They if there were to be some type of violent crime yeah, committed against you, you're getting stabbed. Not. But I was okay. saying like, okay, just say something happens here and they've got a gun and the guns are you're done. You're done for. Like they're gonna shoot you. It's over. Yeah. If they've got a knife, like at least you've got a shot. Be an athlete. Yeah. So showcase you, your skills. So you dis- personally can, disarm them. You can do that. You can survive that. I think I could. Well, I did. What would you do for like 22 years? Right. Wow. You never. Wait, you didn't get stabbed. I didn't get stabbed in my 22, 22 years. Did, has anyone ever like attempted to stab you before? There's been yo, some. Yo, what? Investigation? Are you conducting? No, here? I just want to see you like, crimes or what's going on. I just want to see what his skills like. You say you can like avoid it. So I just know that there. I know I have them. You have the skills. Yeah, set. I have the skills okay, set for right. sure. Yeah, Hawk, take us out. Of no, I, yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, last question I want to I want to ask. I was just with my guy Jordan Vandenberg today. And when I was playing, Jordan Vandenberg's entire identity on the Penn State football team was he was he was uh, the foreigner. He's from South Africa, uh, came to America. So my question is, upon your arrival, do you feel any animosity or maybe some jealousy from Jordan Vandenberg now that that title realistically is probably yours? No, I think it's like we got a really good group of internationals. Like we have a okay. lot. So it was like compared to like a lot of other places that I've spoken to friends, they've been like, no, we don't really like I'm the only one. So it's kind of been nice here to have like other people that are international and like kind of bounce ideas off. I think like the only person that's really like would be jealous, I think would be Doc. Okay. Like he's well, talking about because yeah. like I know like he's talking down, <laughs> like he's attacking me. Obviously, there's something inside of him that he's yeah. like, I wish I was. I wish Australian. I was right. I wish, yeah. He, I think that's where it comes from, Look which is up. okay. Australian Billy from Stranger Things over here thinking I'm mad about <laughs> talking about reality <laughs> situation. We talked about the real things that are going on in there, and I simply voiced my displeasures with them, and now I'm attacking the country. The Billy call is crazy because yeah, I get that all the time, yeah. like all the time. Like I was getting my haircut in Florida one time 
And the guy was like cutting my hair and he's like, oh, like nice moustache. I was like, appreciate that. <laughs> nice moustache. Like, yeah, I was like, like nice moustache. <laughs> I said, cheers. <laughs> cheers. cheers. feeling real cheeky right there. And, man. Then, and, then, and then he's like, oh, has anyone ever told you that like you look like that guy from Stranger Things? I was like, this is like probably the third time this week that I've heard that. So <laughs> I'll take old. it. I I'll take that. Yeah. That's, That's a good comparison. Man. You're a dashing young man. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. Of course, brother. Riley. It's it's a pleasure to have had you on the show. I don't know how we didn't do this sooner. This was nothing short of electric. Means a lot to us. To the viewers back home, thank you for tuning in. Stay tuned for more weekly episodes of The Lion's Den. We are officially back. We're going to be back for the rest of the season. Get some merch. Link in the description. And stay tuned for future episodes. Thanks for having me. Well, thank you, brother. Yes, sir.